What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. The Action Network Podcast, named Best Betting Podcast or Radio Show by the Fantasy Sports and Gaming Association and the number one show for the invested sports fan. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken yeah. dinner! Four! You got real talent. Don't concentrate on golf. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Action Network podcast, the golf edition, as always, sponsored by BetMGM. As a reminder, all odds, courtesy of BetMGM, the official odds provider of the Action Network podcast. I am Jason Sobel from Golf Bet. He is Peter Jennings from Fantasy Labs, and I get it, Pete. Not exactly the meat of the golf season right now. We are two majors down, one major still yet to go. I know everyone's going to ramp up for... Uh, not just the Masters in November, but we've got the CJ Cup and the Zozo. It's just announced that a lot of big name players are going to be entered in those events over the next couple of weeks. So uh, golf will have a little bit of an uptick coming up pretty soon. But when you're wedged uh, in between the Corrales Punta Cana Resort and Club Championship and going forward to the Sanderson Farms Championship, can't help but think there's a little bit of a dead time in the golf schedule. That said, for those who are listening, you are listening for a reason. And the first thing I wanted to get to, Pete, and we'll review just a little bit of what took place this past weekend, Hudson Swafford winning in Punta Cana. But if you're so inclined to do your research, to listen to your pods, to read through all, all the content out there, and, and get after a Corrales Punta Cana or a Sanderson Farms do you think people can get more of an edge on a week like these weeks, more so than during the majors? I do think there's a big edge. I mean, this is a very tedious time and a big challenge for the sports books. Uh, so from a betting perspective, I do think golf is a really nice advantage and they're having to handicap and put markets up for a variety of different things. So I think there's some advantages specifically on golf. Uh, you know, I, I actually love these events. I'm not just saying that. I think there's a ton of betting opportunity. I love them for DFS. And I, I personally think there's more edge when you have uh, weaker fields um, because it's it's tough to handicap Dustin Johnson versus Justin Thomas. It's tough mm-hmm. to handicap John Rahm versus Roy McIlroy and Bryson versus whoever. So I feel really good, and I have a lot of conviction, especially once you get off the top of the board in these tournaments. It's getting to names that people just don't know as much. You have to look at the Corn Ferry. You have to look at the European tours, Asian tours. I mean, uh, you know, a lot of these guys are, are, are players that you don't know that much about. Uh, we do have more uh, big names this week relative to last week. Uh, when I say big names, guys just higher in the world golf rankings. But uh, I love these weeks, and I think there's absolutely a huge advantage in golf. And basically, any niche market, uh, if you're betting, this is the time to try to hammer the bookmakers because they have so much going on right now. I have often felt about the LPGA, Peter, exactly what you're saying about the PGA Tour right now, which is, Look, the books are going to put out their odds based on reputation, based on world ranking, based uh, a little bit on recent performance. But other than that, they're not getting real too down and dirty with, well, this course setup should favor player A over player B. And so, uh, you know, the the number is going to reflect it. I, and I think that what you can find right now in the PGA Tour, and a big one on the European Tour this week as well, uh, the Scottish Open, which we can talk about a little bit with guys like Tommy Fleetwood and 
uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Eric Van Royen, uh, probably bigger names in that one than on the PGA Tour this week. There's so much for the bookmakers to do right now, so much for them to to get through in sports. I think you can find some edges here. I think you can look at performance at uh, Country Club of Jackson, where they're playing the the Sanderson Farms this week. I, I think you can look at guys who putt well on Bermuda grass, things like that, where Look, 16 NFL games, we've got 100 college football games, we've got the NBA Finals, we've got this, we've got that. There's so much going on that something's got to fall by the wayside a little bit. If it happens to fall by the wayside in golf, we are happy to sit there and pick up the pieces. Absolutely. Uh, I think there's a ton of value uh, this week specifically. And uh, longer course, like you mentioned, Country Club of Jackson, par 72, 7,460 yards. It's a big par five. So like a lot of the big hitters and uh, yeah, Bermuda. So. I'm excited for it. And and yeah, I don't want to, you know, not talk about last week at all. Uh, Hudson Swafford, who uh, I used to actually yeah. play a lot. We touted him at Fantasy Labs going back three, four years ago, a decent bit. And uh, really cool to see him come off the the injury. Uh, I believe had foot surgery and uh, to get a win. Boys with Harris English, uh, mm-hmm. both uh, Georgia boys and um, both kind of a resurgence this year. So big time congrats to Hudson Swafford. Had like a huge lead, then made a bad double and kind of just missed some putts coming down the, uh, coming into 17, 18, and then made a great birdie uh, on 17 and, uh, you know, made a clutch par putt to win the tournament. So congrats to Hudson Swafford. Yeah, really cool to see Hudson Swafford win. Uh, Tyler McCumber with his best career PGA Tour finish. So uh, those who watched the Gimme, our uh, streaming online show on Wednesday evenings, um, might have caught us doing our DFS lineup last week, and uh, we do it very much like we do here on the pod, which is uh, – me and you and Amanda Rose going through our picks for the week. And uh, you guys had the first picks and we kind of went through everything and you left me with not much money. And I literally on the show said, okay, well, I've got 6,400 left. I'll take Tyler McCumber. I have no good reason. I always have a good reason why I like a guy. I I got nothing. I don't know. He's there. I'm going to take him. And of course, when I have absolutely no reason and no reason to brag about it, because Literally, I'm just throwing darts at that point because you guys left me no money to spend. I picked Tyler McCumber, and um, he comes in second place. I just thought that was funny. I'm taking zero credit uh, because I literally just threw a name out there with no rationale behind it. But I just thought it was funny that we were able to hit something. Uh, Mackenzie Hughes, a nice week. Adam Long sort of uh, looked like he ran out of gas after a really good second and third round. But uh, he's back at it this week. And, uh, of course, let's talk a little Will Zalatoris because uh, this kid can go. And I'm not ready to anoint him yet, Peter, as the next big thing in golf. I don't think he's quite there, but I do think he's a tremendous ball striker. He's a guy whose uh, ball striking can bail him out with some average putting, um, whereas, you know, he doesn't need to putt great in order to contend for titles. And now he's got, uh, with that T8 last week, he gets automatically into this week's event, and I think this week's course should suit him a lot better than last week's course did. And all of a sudden, you start looking at a guy who knows that a a two-way tie, I believe it is, for fifth place this week can get him his PGA Tour card about 11 months ahead of schedule. That's got to be some great motivation for a guy like Zalatoris. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's a great ball striker, uh, leading, like we mentioned, the Corn Ferry Tour uh, GIR, great driver of the golf ball, really does everything well other than putting, which is kind of what I look for. <laughs> um, uh, mm. I like these guys that uh, are great ball strikers and just hoping for some put- putting regression and some good variance week to week. Uh, loves Alatoris. Yeah. He's basically the third favorite in the field, which says a lot. I mean, you got Scotty Scheffler and Sung JM at the top, which 
those are the two most accomplished players, especially with the season Scotty Scheffler just have. I mean, mm-hmm. my goodness, he is coming on strong and he's a big favorite, you know, anywhere from like 10 to 12 to one uh, at the books. I don't necessarily see value there, but it's close. Uh, I think he is a deserving favorite. And of course, Sung J.M., had a fantastic year last year and started off pre COVID with a, a great start, including a win. And that was kind of rounding into form again. So Sung Jay and Scotty clearly kind of the, the class of the field and two kind of stars in the Wills out tours mold, um, maybe a little bit more prestige coming onto the tour, but close. Um, and Zal Torres is the, the third guy. So like him and, you go down the list, Sam Burns, kind of a similar type player. And mm-hmm. then you get to my, my favorite type of guys, the the ball strikers who can't putt, Corey Connors, Luke Liss. So I love this tournament. I'm I'm all about these guys. And at the top, um, I show the most value in Zal Torres and then probably Luke List, uh, who played awesome last week as well. Another guy who's just absolutely nuclear long, great ball striker. There's a weakness, it's for sure, the putting. So uh, what are you thinking about the top of the board here? So I'm going to read you a little list right here. All guys that you love. Uh, Sebastian Munoz, Sung Im, Byung-Hun An, Kevin Strillman, Dylan Fratelli, Harris English, Corey Connors, Chesson Hadley, Ryan Armour, Jason Kokrak. What do they all have in common? Besides just being flat-out ball strikers and guys that you love to continually play week in, week out, most of them at least, they have all finished top 10 at this tournament over the past three years. What that shows you is, okay, it's a – 7,460 yard par 72. It's kind of long, but honestly, for these guys these days, nothing's long. I mean, you know, unless you're going to throw something out. Last week was 7670, and it, it just it, it just wasn't that long. These I mean, guys are hitting irons into like 630 yard yeah. par fives. Just like it's ridiculous. It's just not a big deal for these guys. Even even the short guy. I mean, Mackenzie Hughes is relatively short. He's got a really good short game, but uh, kind of makes his money on the greens. He finished in third place last week. I mean, a, a long course really isn't going to bother anybody, especially when it's not wing foot type rough on either side of the fairway. So um, I, I look at, uh, yes, guys who can putt on Bermuda grass. I think that's going to be important this week. But I, I look at all of those ball strikers who have contended this title, and I say, you know, there's something to be said for just really good iron play. You know, just a a clinical, old-fashioned Look at the strokes gained approach and take those guys and look at the top of the list. Uh, yeah, some of the guys you mentioned, absolutely. Scotty Scheffler, terrific ball striker. Uh, I would be surprised if he's not at least somewhat up there, although he's, he is coming off that positive COVID test that knocked him out of the U.S. Open, which I'm still pissed off about. So uh, Sung J.M. right up there. You didn't mention my favorite play on the board this week, Peter, a guy that I have mentioned a few times that – I will be playing a lot. I've played a lot over the last few months. I'm going to be playing a lot more over the next year because I think this kid is really, really good. Price is a little too high this week. Doc Redman. Oh, Doc Redman. I'm, I'm seeing anywhere from 35 to 45 early in the week right now um, as we're looking at things. What, what are you seeing on Doc Redman and what do you think about him? The last time he played Bermuda grass, he finished T3 at the Wyndham Championship. I had picked him to win that week as well. Came really, really close for me. Terrific ball striker. He was 11th strokes gained approach last season, already second this season. You do love Doc Redman. And uh, for whatever reason, I'm not as high on Doc Redman so far, just at first glance at the first run of things. But I don't know why I'm not high on Doc Redman, because I do think it's a a good setup for him. And then not to say that I'm super low on Doc Redman. He's losing strokes around the green, which is really his only weakness. He's been amazing in approach uh, this year. So if you're going to take that angle, I really, really like it. 
really his only weakness uh, is strokes gained around the green. But yeah, he is he's playing awesome. Really good off the tee. 11th in 2020 uh, in strokes gained approach. 183rd around the green. You know, middle middle of the pack and putting and uh, Tina Green. I mean, with that approach game, he's doing quite well. So I like that call, but he is not rating as well for me. Here's a name that I know you're going to hate that I think is an awesome play this week. Okay, good. Let me hear it. Let me, can, do you want to take a guess? I'm going to hate At the top of the board. Near the top. top. Near the top of the board. It, well, is it well, Corey I think Connors? He's like probably the best value out there. I know you love Corey Connors. Is that it? No. Because you don't mind Corey Connors. I like Luke List a lot, but this is this is who I think is the most undervalued guy, and I have, I have a lot of reasoning for it. Louis Oosthuizen? No, no, it's not him. Sergio Garcia. Oh, Sergio. There you go. Okay, yeah. yeah so yeah, Sergio. Yeah. Sergio, I played him at the Napa Valley at Safeway. He put on the worst putting performance that I've ever seen. Like, I had quite a bit of money invested, and I really needed Sergio. and was wasting my life away sweating the uh, PGA Tour app, and it's like, Oh, Sergio to seven feet, Sergio to six feet, Sergio to eight feet. He had like 10 holes in a row where he missed a 12 footer under birdie putt. And then he gets out of position one time, makes a bogey. He made an eagle from like five feet, but like basically has put on a display uh, ball striking wise. I think he lost around seven strokes in two days putting, which that is all time bad. And so far in 2021, he's dead last in strokes game putting because that that event. He's been really, really good off the tee. I just think that the, his current price, I think there's a lot of value in Sergio. I know you're not a Sergio fan, but I can I'm get saying, into just based on the, the stats, based on the stats, I see a lot of value in Sergio, who I see at 70 to one on draft. Or, I was, I was just going to say, do you have those bet MGM odds up there? In front of you? Because uh, I am seeing him right now behind guys like Charlie Hoffman, Tom Lewis, Denny McCarthy, Patrick Rogers, Right ahead of Chesson Hadley, who I actually like a lot this week. Richie Wierenski, Sepp Straka, Rafa Cabrera-Beo, Rory Sabatini. He's like right in between all of those names, which, uh, yeah, that's, I guess, I mean, usually the markets, especially, and I said it off the top, especially for events like this, a lot of it is based on name recognition. But Sergio, uh, like you mentioned, biggest name in the field. And I, he's such a big name that I wasn't even looking at the top of the list uh, they have him 45 to one on MG. Yeah, 45, okay. I've seen oh, some bigger numbers that yes. 70 to one I've seen, but yeah, going to your doc Redmond call. I think that's really interesting. I like him. I think that's a, a nice name. Bud Colley's been playing well. Um, I have a bunch of other names, but if you want to dive in and, and give a, a fair share of other guys you're looking at. Yeah. So I mentioned Zalatoris. I, I like him again this week. I, I think this is an even better course for him than last week. As long as he's not completely just wiped out from, a long year, a long last couple of weeks, contending for a few weeks in a row. I think this should be a good one for him. I'm going to give you three guys who I think fit the profile. Guys who were top 30 in strokes gained approach last season. The season just ended a few weeks ago. And guys who are sort of under the radar. Guy, you know, okay, so, you know, a Sergio Garcia is probably top 30 in strokes gained approach, but he's Sergio. We all know who he is. He's not going to pop up there and surprise us, but Three guys were top 30 uh, in the past year who um, I don't think a lot of people will look at this week, and that's Cameron Percy, who was eighth last week in Punta Cana. Yeah, I like Cameron Tringali, who hasn't played a whole lot of golf lately, but when he's played, he's played pretty well. And I just mentioned Chesson Hadley, who's been hitting the ball really well. 
So I like Percy quite a bit, and I actually think I like Tringali the most out of the guys you just named relatively. In that 100 to 1 range, Tringali, that's a really interesting one. Uh, I think he's a better golfer than kind of where I've seen him in the markets uh, mm-hmm. so far. And again, if you're betting on BetMGM, which I don't look at their outrights quite as much as I look at their top fives, top tens, and twenties, mentioned it a million times, but uh, I find a lot of times they have the best prices when you factor in that they don't uh, do dead heat rules. You get paid out in full on the ties. A couple other names. One name that we're always on that I think is a really good course for him, Johnny Vegas, another guy who's just got all the talent in the world. Hasn't put it together. It's kind of been some bad stretches of golf here, but super long. There's a there's no specific thing that I can point to to why I don't think he's putting it together. I mean, he's had some bad putting and he's had some bad rounds um, at inopportune times, but just from a talent perspective and strokes gained off the tee perspective, I really like Johnny Vegas. And then I want you to pick out of these young guns because I've lost more money on Aaron Wise than like basically I, anybody. I yeah. And of Get course, the Aaron Wise train. For a little bit. Still show a little value in Aaron Wise, which just makes me want to throw up. But there's a couple guys who all did poorly this last weekend. Keith Mitchell, who did make the cut, um, but then had a nine on a hole last week. Will Gordon, who is super chalky. Uh, last week um, don't like gordon at all davis riley like him better he's like a mississippi kid there's a reason he's in the field because he got an exemption because it's sort of his uh, i don't know if it's an exact hometown event but it's at least a home state event for him this week okay um all right those are the young guns that i think are at least worth worth looking at um i don't see value on stenson i'm off him um, and then one other name, our friend, we got to hang out with him with Sleaze. You know where I'm going with this. Uh, in Arizona, our boy, who's starting to play some good golf, starting to play a little bit better, Bo Hostler, um, oh, sure. a guy who's shown a lot of upside at times. So I think he's somewhat interesting this week. Um, and one guy that I thought you might mention, a guy here, let me guess some guys I think you're on. Are you on Christopher Ventura again this week? I'm off him just a little bit. I had him last week. Um, he was fine. He made the cut. He played pretty well on Saturday. Didn't do much on Sunday. I, I might have a, a little investment in Christopher Ventura. Not much, though. And it's probably a bad idea that I don't have more. Yeah. Who else? Well, I was going to mention Tringali because he has that really good strokes gain approach stats from last year. Um, Corey Connors, of course, who I'm always on. He's near the top. I think he's There's really- another ball striker out there. Um, who's sort of mid-tier. Uh, yeah, I'd say he's very mid-tier that I don't talk about enough. He does not get enough talk whatsoever for as good of an iron player as he is, but all he needs is a slightly above average week with the putter, and he is primed to win at some point. That's Taylor Gooch. Yep. This guy's a really good ball like striker. And, and on weeks like this where I think it should favor the ball strikers, watch out for a guy like that. Yeah. I'm just showing value all over the place. I love this week. <laughs> just looking at the markets right now, I see another guy, and, and this will be my last like kind of name okay. that we've talked about. I've got I've got two really cheap ones after you do this. Okay. Straka has played some really good golf, and I think people are starting to finally pick up on him. Um, but man, I, I think Seb Straka has a pretty good setup here. Seeing some pretty big numbers uh, on him. And yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see him play well. Uh in this specific spot last year, kind of had a resurgence at the end, um, you know, was really bad around the greens, but decent in approach, decent off the tee. And and he actually putted well, which is shocking that I, that I like him, but I, I think he's an interesting bet this week. And then my last pick that normally we take him when he's really, really long odds. He's kind of in the middle 
But Siwoo Kim, when he gets hot with those irons, mm-hmm. he is intriguing too. Um, but he's shorter odds than I'd like to see. Yeah, still a little too low for me. Uh, I would very much recommend Sepp Straka this week because I was all over him last week. And he had the first round lead. I had him everywhere except first round leader last week. And that's of course, why I thought I, was, I might be still the first round lead. So, uh, no, I would, uh, especially if I jump off him this week, I, I think everyone should, else should jump on because uh, that is a signal for everyone to get on him. I'll give you uh, two low price guys, not necessarily for outrights, although if you want to sprinkle a little bit more top 20 type plays and maybe low end DFS plays, but uh, Matthew Neesmith and Wesley Bryan. Both, Ooh, Wesley uh, Bryan. Both South Carolina natives, both like putting on Bermuda grass and both pretty good ball strikers as well. Wesley Bryan is the nicest dude of all time. When Tiger was not there at Tiger Jam, he was amazing. Got to hang out with him a bunch. And he was just one of the dudes. I mean, obviously he had a lot of responsibilities and, you know, he was really um, kind of booming at that time. He's a famous golfer before with all his videos that he's done with his brother, but couldn't have been nicer. Was betting with us at Top Golf was playing left-handed, doing all sorts of just <laughs> great stuff. And yeah. uh, I, I always root for Wesley. Um, I can't remember which tournament. It might have been the RBC when he was mic'd up with Bubba Watson. That was just pure yep. comedy. Yep. yep. So always always rooting for Wesley Bryan. Uh, his big strength is putting, so he doesn't pop as much for me. But, um, I, 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 yeah, I can't say a bad thing about him because he's such a good dude. All right. Um, let's get into our DFS picks. And I'm going to throw this out at you because we didn't talk about this beforehand. So – uh, you can say no on live podcast radio right here, but uh, do you want to do a Scottish Open team as well? Of course. Are you okay. I'm playing Euro every week. I, I think, I mean, we might as well, you know, with kind of a couple of weeks where, okay, we kind of just talked about the field. There wasn't a whole lot to review. It's a shorter week. Let's get into the Scottish Open with some bigger names. So, all right, before we make our two lineups here, just one little announcement. The Action Pods Tournament of Champions presented by BetMGM is now live. This is a free weekly Yahoo DFS tournament specifically for our podcast listeners. And you can join by simply clicking on the link in our episode description. The top 10 finishers each week receive over $1,000 worth of Action Network prizes. And the top five each week punch their ticket to the Wild Card Weekend Grand Finale where they will compete for the grand prize, a Vegas trip for two, Valued at over $5,000, courtesy of BetMGM. Again, listeners, you can join this tournament every week of the NFL regular season. Just click on the link in our episode description. So with that said, let us get to our DraftKings lineup for this week. We do it every week on the podcast. Want to be a DFS millionaire? You're just one lineup away. We're going to go nose to nose with him. And you're going to play better than you ever dreamed of. Because God damn it, that's what I demand of you. So let's get drafting. Peter, I will give you the first pick because I know where I'm going with mine. I'm going to spend a little money. So I think Luke List and Corey Connors are both way too cheap. I'll go with Luke List. I think Connors might be a little more chalky. Yeah, I'll go Luke List, even though Connors did miss the cut. So Okay. You still might be able to get Connors in there as well. So Okay. Where are you uh, going? Yeah. You're going to spend money uh, with, like our, with our favorite yeah. guy? Yeah, I'm, I'm going with my favorite guy. I know you don't love him yet this week. I might still be able to talk you into it, but... Uh, Doc Redmond, I just think it's all sort of prepped and primed and ready for him to go out and have a big week this week. Yeah, his strokes gain approach is great, and I'm I'm warming on him already. I, I think uh, that's a really sharp call uh, on Redmond. Um, I think there's value in this kind of mid-tier. I see a lot of guys that I like. One guy we didn't mention who's actually rating really well for me, uh, who we've been all over. You've mentioned him more than I have, but 
too talented and just looking where he is only 8,200 Patrick Rogers. I mean, yeah. he's near the top of the board for me and uh, he's really cheap. So I, I like going with him at only $8,200. I keep waiting for him to pop a 11th place last week. He is a combination of a guy who's a really good uh, driver of the golf ball, drives it a long way, drives it pretty straight and puts it really well. I'm, you know, so He's, he's almost the opposite of what we look at on a regular basis. Hey, give me the really good iron players. But, hey, if you on a regular basis hit it long and straight and putt pretty well, uh, get get some eight and nine irons onto the green at some point, and you're going to be doing pretty well. So, um, yeah, I, Patrick Rogers is a guy that I think is uh, pretty underrated on a regular basis. So I like that play. I'm going to go with, boy, I've got uh, – I mentioned a few of those guys that I really like. Uh, Cameron Percy. I think is okay. a guy that I, uh, I, I'm of those three guys, Percy, Tringali, and Hadley. I think I'm trending a little more towards Percy this week, just based on that eighth place finish last week. He's at 7,200. That's a steal of a DFS price. I, I think he's fine value in the markets, but that DFS price is just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and yeah, to your point, Patrick Rogers, just to go back to him, uh, the one weakness that he's shown recently has been approach, which, you know, we think that the approach matters a lot, but I still think, given how good he is off the tee and how long he is, uh, there's still value there. Um, now we have about 8,000 for two players and I'm going to do yeah. it. I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to make you mad. I'm going to take the guy you don't think is that great. I'm going with Sergio this week. I think he's, <laughs> I can just see the pain in your face, but <laughs> no, what? He, he literally was cheaper than Ben Cauley. I mean, I, or Bud Cauley, excuse me. He, yeah, it's not a bad play this week. I, I'm okay with it. I think he's a really strong play, like a really strong play. I will tell you this. If you just look at the results, it looks bad. But when you lose seven strokes putting in two rounds or whatever it was, I'm going to take you the next time when when your ball striking is that good. Here's what people need to know about the two of us. You are looking at things from very much an analytical and data-driven standpoint. And I totally understand it. And I I do the same thing in a lot of respects. And Sergio is popping on the models. And that's all well and good. And I understand it, and I don't necessarily disagree with it. But I also know Sergio, and I know Sergio's motivation level. And I know Sergio going to Jackson, Mississippi this week isn't going, man, I'm really excited. You know, get get my season kicked off to a really good start, you know. Missed the cut the safe way, and then, you know, U.S. Open. uh, What do you do at the U.S. Open? I'm sure it wasn't, uh, you know, 32nd at the US Open. Don't, don't so, think it was good. You know, he's made no money. And now I'm going to play my third event already of the season. So, yeah, this could be great. You know, Jackson, Mississippi, this time of year is beautiful. Um, I, I just, come on. Why so, is he even in this field? What is, what is, I like, that's a real question I have. Here is my thought is that at some point, he and his family, I believe he's still got, uh, obviously, his family is still in Spain, his uh, extended family, but um, I know that he, and his wife, Angela, have a place in Switzerland. And I wonder if at some point they're going to sort of quarantine slash lockdown slash just sort of stay in Switzerland for a while and play some Euro tour stuff. And that he's trying to play early in the year to get enough points, make enough money and get up his uh, minimum for events just so that he can in January, February, March, not come over here and have to play very much, if at all. So, that's so there's his motivation. He's thinking, look at his chops. Look at this field. I can compete with these guys. Or he's saying, let me just get through this week. Guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's probably right. I, I, I'm Sergio. I'm Sergio. I, I, I won the Masters. I, I, I do not go to Mississippi. But I left you the perfect amount of money, by the way. 
for a couple of for a couple of guys. Uh, look at big old Hud Swafford sitting right there with a trophy on his lap. Uh, I'm going to have to bypass him. Uh, you got one of my guys right there, and, and I'm going to have to go with him. By the way. This is my guy, too, by the way. I think this is, like, maybe the sharpest pick. I, I'm just going to throw out. At some point, I'm making a lineup with, like, all the big names because, I mean, you can legit throw, like, Zach Johnson, Henrik Stenson, Sergio Snedeker, and Keegan Bradley in a lineup together that's, I mean. Take all the old stats, right? Like, Yeah. I, I mean, I, who knows? Brant Snedeker has not played well. He's got three straight missed cuts. But this course is as close to a Donald Ross course for a non-Ross that you'll ever see. And Snedeker plays Donald Ross courses really well. So I, maybe, I don't know. He made the cut last year. didn't play great, but anyway, I am skipping all of those guys and I'm going to go with Cameron Tringali and use up our full allotment of salary at 7,300. Tringali is the guy we're most aligned on this week. Okay. I like it. Cause I really like him this week and I really like Cameron Percy. So we've got uh, I like Percy Redmond, a lot. Luke list, Sergio Garcia, Patrick Rogers, Cameron Tringali, and Cameron Percy in our lineup this week. Fire. That's a good lineup. I really like that. I think there's a lot of ways to go this week. I think this is going to be a fun one. So hope you're enjoying this great Action Network podcast. I want to make sure you know about the Locked On Podcast Network. Locked On has a daily podcast on your favorite team. Welcome to you, Locked On 49ers. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. Welcome, everybody, to the Locked On Lakers podcast. Let's go. Locked On podcasts are hosted by the local experts who know your team better than anyone and give you the inside scoop. So go to your podcast app and search Locked On, your favorite team. Subscribe to your Locked On podcast. I know we didn't talk about it. I know I'm throwing something out at you, but you want to do a Scottish Open real quick? Yeah, let's do it. Um, I will take the first pick on this one because I have probably done less research on this than you, but spoke with Lee Westwood earlier this year. Love just sort of his mindset. Love that he's like smiling a lot more. He's just like, he's in a good place. He's in a good place to play better. I thought that he would win a big tournament this year. We're sort of running out of big tournaments for him to win. So Scottish Open might be as big as it gets for him for the remainder of the year. And I will take Lee Westwood this week. You love Lee Westwood. I love him this year. I never used to. Me and him did not get along for a long time, but I think he's forgotten who I am and now we're fine. That's how it works. You get a fight with a guy out out on tour. Just don't go see him for a year. He'll forget you ever existed and then you're fine. What's that for a strategy? Yeah. All right, I'm going to try not th- – th- my biggest fear with doing this is that I'm just going to absolutely butcher a pronunciation. Ooh. I don't actually know this guy's first name, but I play him all the time, <laughs> and it's the easiest last name to pronounce. I'm going with Smith at 8,300. Is it Jordan Smith? Jordan Dell Smith, yeah, come yeah. on. That's what I thought it was Jordan Smith, but I was I didn't have high conviction. He's the best Jordan golfer in the world. Ooh, that was so mean. That was so, that was mean. so mean, but we've had so much shade on this podcast already that I mean, really, like if you were putting Jordan L. Smith against Jordan Spieth, I'm in taking Smith. Ten matchups, you know, they they just for a week and a half straight, they played 18 holes against each other every single day. Jordan L. Smith wins eight of them right now, dude. I I agree, and he had a really good finish last week. Finished five under, missed a close birdie to go six under Sunday morning. I got both the golf things on, and I got making NFL lineups. Oh, it was, it was beautiful. I've got to go with a Scotsman in Scotland, don't I? And I would think so. I'm going to go down with a guy who's been really consistent in his last, let's see, I can go back seven events, 33rd, 31st, 44th, 75th, 34th, 22nd, 38th. I mean, that's that's pretty much a model of consistency. And when you're only spending 7,000, uh, plug Richie Ramsey in as a just kind of nice fill the gap kind of play this week. I had him last week in my main team. I like Ramsey. 
All right. Um, all right. Well, there's a couple names I think stand out uh, in the middle. Danny Willett hasn't been as good, showed some form, but I'm going to be off him. But Yusel Wheaton at 7,500. Hmm. I'm going with him. I think he's I like a that. strong value uh, at that price tag. He was more expensive for a long time. And uh, I know the recent form isn't fantastic, but that's a good price. Uh, I'm going to spend some money here. Eric Van Royen loves playing Lynx golf, loves playing over in Scotland. Uh, has not been over there in quite a while. I mean, I, I'm looking back. Boy, the last European tour event that he played was the Saudi International back in January. Is that reason for a red flag, or do we just say, you know what? It's not like he hasn't been playing golf. Came to America, played uh, for six months in America. He was third in Mexico. He was 22nd at a really tough memorial, 20th at the WGC in Memphis, uh, 23rd at the U.S. Open a few weeks ago. The guy's, guy's running pretty hot right now. I'm not worried about the fact that he hasn't played on the European Tour in, what, eight months. Uh, are you worried about that at all? No, <laughs> I think he's a really okay. good golfer and he's got some, he, he shows off his ankles. Well, right. he's got the joggers on. Joggers. Yeah. Everyone I, talks about it, but I think it's a cool look. Um, I, I can't pull it off, but I think it's a cool look. That I've got looks- a buddy who's playing over there right now. He's playing, uh, he's going to, I guess, first stage of Euro pro Q school. And he said, you know, I kind of got these joggers and I went out in like a hoodie and joggers and I was just playing a practice round. He's like, you know what? It's kind of like really comfortable when it's, you know, 58 degrees out and you know the wind's blowing a little bit and you you know you, you kind of you get a get a little wind coming when you you pull the joggers up a little bit and you have the short socks and you know that feels nice but you're also kind of nice and cozy and comfy it's you know it's not a bad play i'm just saying evr's got it figured out he's got it figured out comfort i mean there's a high correlation with being comfortable and, and playing good golf we both absolutely kind of you know that better than me but uh but yes that is that is true uh, so you left me 8,000, and there's two guys I really like, uh, really like. Beef, I mean, how can you not like Beef? Johnson is, is a, a great pick. I'll leave a little money on the table, and maybe people aren't paying enough attention, but Aaron Rye was this close to winning last week. Yeah. 18, par 5, put it in the middle of the fairway, was in a great position. All he needs to do is make birdie, which his expectation from the fairway, honestly, is probably like, a 4.1 score. He's much more likely to make birdie than any other uh, score. Actually, probably a decent chance to make Eagle to win it outright and pulls his approach into the absolute thick stuff, hacks it out to back in the thick stuff and ends up uh, not making birdie and not, not winning, but right there playing some really good golf, 7,900. I feel like we have a superstar lineup here. I actually feel, I mean, I feel good about both. I'm loving this week. Aaron Rye is a guy who keeps it in the fairway. He's a short hitter, but uh, he's pretty straight. Basically, if we're taking Aaron Rye, we want the wind to blow a little bit. It's Scotland. I haven't seen a weather forecast, but Scotland in late September, I think that we've got to get some weather coming in there, and that's probably good news. If he wore two gloves, like, like love heavy-duty gloves. <laughs> I, and Oh, by the way, uh, no big deal, but since the European Tour's restart, has not finished worse than 44th in seven starts yeah he's been he's been nails so far there we go i love euro i'm dude i'm stoked euro pga nfl i'm just firing right now evr lee westwood jordan l smith used luton aaron rye and richie ramsey i i like that lineup a lot that lineup that one that is going in there uh before we go pete give me one nfl play for this coming week 
Uh, we are like an hour removed, by the way, from the Chiefs just obliterating the Ravens tonight. This is my first look at the lines, and one thing just stood out to me in a big way. Some big totals, my goodness. This may be fishy. I just don't think home field matters. And F last week, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's a little skewy. I'm seeing Arizona minus three and a half versus Carolina. And that, yeah, three and a half is a big number, but Carolina is not good. Last week was a little fluky. I do have respect for Bridgewater, but they just they don't have a, a, a good team. Their defense has been really bad. And I think Kyler Murray is very special. And uh, I want to be betting on Kyler when I can. You got an NFL like pick? Ravens against the Washington football team by a million. The reason why I asked you that question is because I want somebody somewhere to go, man, I listened to 40 minutes of a golf podcast and it really helped with my NFL picks this week. And I, I want I want a big NFL bet. I want an NFL parlay. I want an NFL pool, whatever it might be, because I listened to the end of the Sanderson Farms and Scottish Open golf podcast here on the Action Network. What do you, what do you think about that? Love it. That's what we're here for at the Action Network. And it's it's the best time. It's like we got every sport going. And man, I've I, I've never been in more action than I have been this last stretch of time. So it's it's fun. Thank you so much to everybody for uh listening today. We've got uh the Sanderson Farms Championship coming up, the Scottish Open, and of course, uh listen to your golf podcast every single week to get your best NFL plays. Uh, Ravens, Ravens and Cardinals parlay to cover. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Uh, This has been the Action Network Golf Bet Podcast, sponsored by BetMGM. Here's hoping you hit the green this week. We're finished talking.